On February 14, 2018, a young man walked into a Florida high school with an assault rifle and he murdered 17 innocent people in a matter of minutes, wrecking the lives of thousands of people in that community. These are 15 kids that don't get to grow up. We don't get to see what they would have become. Gone too soon are two adults who were already doing great things, influencing and impacting a very impressive student body. And you don't need me to talk about parents who never get to see their kids again, brothers and sisters who have to deal with their senseless loss for the rest of their lives. It's heartbreaking, again. And I was exhausted because for years we've witnessed senseless gun violence in this country. It's happened at the workplace, it happens at dance clubs, at concerts, public venues, and even in schools where we send our children every day. Now, after all these incidents, since I remember the deadly, stupid violence at Columbine High School on April 20th, 1999, we get sad, and two sides debate the virtues of the Second Amendment, and then nothing happens. We move on, then we repeat the cycle a little later, debate intensifies, the news channels run their cycles, and our p politicians fail America again because they do nothing. Now, if you're a staunch Second Amendment supporter like Farley, please hear me out. <laughs> I might surprise I don't know what you. The Second Amendment. All right, is we'll here. get to that. All right, we will get to that. Because no matter what your stance is, everyone should agree: when we do nothing, and when we change nothing, we continue to have gun violence in this country. Heads up to our international listeners: we're in the United States. <laughs> So we have another school shooting, and pre pretty quickly I see the same news cycle. People sending out thoughts and prayers, people saying we need to ban guns now, people saying it's too soon to talk about this, give the victims time to heal. But this time something different happened. The kids in Parkland, Florida wanted to speak up. They wanted answers. They wanted to get involved. And they told us it's not too soon to have the discussion. And we saw passion. We saw common sense. We saw hurting. We saw pleas. I saw inspiring speeches, particularly one from Emma Gonzalez, who is a rock star. And I hope we're witnessing a movement here because we need the young people of this country to get involved. We need them showing up at the polls. We need them electing people that will actually represent them. We need them organizing. We need them participating. And we need them to make the change because the old guard has done nothing about gun violence problem. 20 years, zero activity. Forget saying the clock is ticking on this issue. We're talking about calendars being replaced on the walls over and over and over. The time is up. We need reform, and it has to happen. They can't do nothing anymore because it's unacceptable. Now, you know I don't like to talk left and right. I've said before that there's no place for pointing fingers left and right in a political discourse because people should naturally lean one way or the other but have certain tendencies that identify with the other party. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be doing left and right here, but there might be a little bit of it. Okay. Um, the jumping off point, the place where I insist everyone agrees, when we send our children off to school, they should not be murdered. And if you can't agree with that sta statement, you can leave the discussion because we'll have no common ground. I don't like to label people by their views, but in this instance I will. If you think it's okay for kids to be murdered at school, you're a horrible, horrible human being and you don't belong on this planet. 
And I don't want any argument with that statement. I don't want bring up any other points. I don't want to talk history. I don't want to change the subject. I'm going to take it right back to the fundamental point. What we need to fix is the fact that our children should not be murdered in our schools. Okay? Is that fair? That's. I think that's a very good fundamental point that we okay. can all rally around. Yes. Okay. So my second point, which is where I may lose some people, is that not doing anything is unacceptable. We have already seen the results of doing nothing. That's the only solution that we can discuss right now that we can cross off the list because we have enough data that proves that doing nothing doesn't work. So some people, they're out there, and they want us to continue doing nothing. And I disagree. We have to do something. So the inactivity roots from several areas, but one basic argument is, you know, ban guns versus don't ban guns. And that particular argument, in my opinion, has completely derailed any progress on this subject. And this is what I got to say. The don't ban guns has played out. I hear a lot of reasons why we shouldn't or cannot put a gun ban in place. The Second Amendment gets thrown around a lot. Luckily, we have a pocket constitution in the studio, (laughs) so I can read the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. I'll say it again. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay. This is the entire Second Amendment. It gets so misinterpreted so often. Truth be told, if you're not part of a well-regulated militia, then you're not protected by the Second Amendment. Do we need to go there? Or can we have a productive conversation? In that statement, where does it say that an 18-year-old kid should own an assault rifle? It doesn't. Where does it say that people who are not part of a well-regulated militia should own assault rifles, should own guns, period? It doesn't. But people keep saying that the Second Amendment means that we can't have any laws that have anything to do with regulating guns. it's, It's a false argument. We should have laws in place that regulate guns. There's there's. The only thing that would violate this would be if the government said we can't have a well-regulated militia and people can't have any guns, okay? So but aren't they already, like, isn't there already regulation where you can have certain type of guns, but you can't have all, you can't have we'll get grenades, to that. right? So uh, there, there are certain weapons that, that, that are there. Have. I right. mean, the, the AR... 15. 15 is the one that everybody talks about, but there, right. are, there are stronger guns that you can't have, so there is. Okay, sort so of we'll, a gray we'll get area. to this. It's not we'll, so black and white. We'll get to this. Okay. Uh, but regarding the Second Amendment, one thing I want to say here is that our forefathers, the founders of the country and the Constitution, put measures in place to allow us to modify our Constitution as the country progresses. Right. The precedent is there to repeal an earlier amendment. Look at the 18th and 21st Amendments. The 18th Amendment bans the production and sale of alcohol, and the 21st Amendment overturns the 18th Amendment. The Constitution is designed for change as 
the country progresses, as the technology progresses. So here's what I'm going to say to everyone who okay. says the Second Amendment prevents any discussion on any sort of gun reform. Either we work together to solve the problem and figure out what kind of gun reform can go in where everybody can be happy, or we start a movement to completely overturn the Second Amendment so that it cannot be used to stand in the way of protecting our children. I don't think we need to do that. I don't think we need to take away all of the guns. But if the NRA is going to keep parading out and saying that we can't do anything about gun control because of the Second Amendment, and I'll say, oh, yes, we can. We can overturn the Second Amendment. So it's not a valid argument. And I'm, I'm tired of people using that as, a, as an excuse for why we can't do anything. And oftentimes the well-regulated militia part is dropped from the argument as well. Exactly. Exactly. What is well-regulated what militia? What does that mean? A well-regulated militia is uh, an organized group of citizens that are that are armed and okay. and they train together so that they can defend their country and defend their town okay. if called upon. Okay. Uh, in the time that this was written, we didn't have such a big military budget. So right now we have a military. Okay. Uh, we also have a national guard. Those are well-regulated militias. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about something that you brought up just a second ago. I'm going to talk about the argument that Marco Rubio made at the town hall on Wednesday and, and that he says that. And before I do, I got to say props to Senator Rubio for showing up to mm -hmm. this town hall. It was a no-win for him. He was going to be vilified, and he still showed up. Uh, that said, I think that he made arguments that I've heard before. And I have some, I, I'm, I'm here to offer some guidance based on what I heard. He argued that gun reform is too difficult because the current legislation allows for loopholes. Now, Farley, you were talking about uh, certain guns that are banned, but other guns that aren't. They, they talk about some 200 guns that are on this list, but thousands of guns that aren't. And it's just, he argues that gun reform is too difficult because of the current legislation loophole. He said if they ban a certain gun, the manufacturers change one piece to it, give it a new name, and voila, we have the same exact gun, only a rose is not a rose, and it can now be sold. Mm -hmm. It's mind-boggling that this argument holds any water and holds anything up. Mm -hmm. For starters, the guys making this argument are the ones writing the laws. Then they need to write better laws. <laughs> And if you want help, stop making a list of banned guns. That's too easy to pick apart. Make a list of legal guns and then define the process to get another gun added to the list. Simple. Now you have 200 guns that are legal in America and Smith & Wesson wants to make a gun that they want to sell and it's their new model, then they have to go through a process to get it put on the books. And if that takes too long, sorry. But, but if these are the same guys that are taking a banned gun, changing the stock, and now all of a sudden the gun is not banned and they can sell it to an 18-year-old who's going to kill children in a school, then too bad. They, they tried to get around the system. So this is, this is a, a perfectly simple solution. Does that, that work, Farley? I, I, I think, I, I think that, <laughs> that makes sense to me. I mean, you, you put it in, in, in terms that I can understand, which I appreciate. You make a list of things that are legal like 
I get it. I just think that the stance of, um, oh, well, there's going to be loophole that that doesn't solve the problem. And that's that's taking the easy way out where you don't have to you don't have to make laws and you don't have to actually deal with the problem. So I think this makes total sense. And I I don't like people who are not solution based people. So by saying like, oh, I can't do anything because this will happen. That's not finding a solution. That's sticking your head in the sand. I'll give you guys a, a Pacers example. Like Farley loves. I, I, I need. Love I need to put this in, in in running terms. terms. Yes, thank you. Farley, you want to run a race mm-hmm. in D.C. Yep. and you cannot get the permit mm-hmm. to to run Haynes Point. Right. Okay. Your hands are tied. The the people responsible for giving you the permit won't give it to you. Our great friends over the Park Service. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You can yep. you can we do them. you can mm-hmm. do whatever you want to try to make that happen, but you can't. They're, right. the, they're, the, they're going to be the ones to say yes or no. Yep. Okay. In this instance, Marco Rubio and his colleagues are responsible for writing the legislation. So when they say their hands are tied, that's BS because they're the ones that are writing the permit. <laughs> this would be like you have control of the property right. and telling everybody, we can't, can't run a it. race. We can't do this 10K because we can't get the permit to run through the Pacers stores or the or Pacers ranch. Right. And everybody's like, what do you mean you can't get the permits? You're the one who 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 approves the permits. Right. So so it's it's such a ridiculous argument to hear from a senator that oh, you know, our hands are tied with the current legislation. You write the legislation. Well, so okay, uh, switching another question, switching topics a little bit here, but what about the argument that I hear a lot that uh, I need a war chest of guns in case my government, you know, is goes corrupt and I need to protect myself against my own government. Because I think that's the real, a lot of people have guns because they think there's going to be some like upheaval of government and then there's going to be anarchy and chaos and they need to be able to protect themselves and their family. Farley, that, that argument and that, that thing, it's improbable and right. it's not happening. Right. And it's, uh, it highlights the biggest issue in the gun debate, which is people who think that their right to own guns is more important than other people's right to live. Right. And they're say- like, there's there are people that are saying that that oh well maybe the government will do this, and that's that's why this was put in place is because the colonists overthrew the king. And they were like, hey, you know, if we have an oppressive right. government, right. we need to be able to protect to, to protect ourselves again. Right. It's not a realistic scenario not, at this point. I know. We spend know. billions of dollars on our defense budget. Right. Like, if anybody's going <laughs> to overthrow the government, it's actually going to be the military. It's crazy. The right. Pentagon is, is – is, right. you're not going to overthrow the Pentagon. Now, uh, do you need guns to protect your house, to protect yourself? Do you need – do you have property that you need to protect? Do you feel unsafe in your home? Do you want to own a gun? That's fine. What I'm talking about are assault rifles. Nobody in America should own an assault rifle. It's ridiculous. Assault rifles are designed to kill lots of people very quickly. You uh, could defend your house with a shotgun. You could defend your, your house with a, with a handgun. You don't need to kill 17 people in a matter of one minute. And I don't think that when they said the right to bear arms, they had they couldn't imagine that you would have something that could shoot fifty rounds a minute. So, Joanna, your car has been broken into. You live in a area that is at times 
shaky. Um, have you ever felt the need to have a gun? No. Never. Okay. But so kind of but but it's look. Some people some people might feel that way. Some people yeah, like guns. Yeah, there yeah, are yeah, gun yeah. cultures. Yeah, yeah. There are people that are that no. are big hunters. Right. I I said earlier we can we can overturn the Second Amendment. We could do that. I don't think that's the solution. But I think that if the NRA is going to continue to use that and say this is why we can't do anything, say all right, let's remove this argument from the conversation. Yeah. And now that we remove that argument from the conversation, I'm not saying that's the end of the story, but I'm saying that ultimately. Americans should not own assault rifles. Nobody, none of them. They shouldn't have these things. And we shouldn't have these loopholes in, in the law. And we shouldn't be worried about tax reform or uh, health care or any of this other stuff when we have laws in the books that are very easy to fix that allow for people to have like these, you can get, you don't have the waiting period if you go to a gun show. It's so stupid. Like, if you have a, a, a three-day three waiting period and a background check at a, at a gun store, but you don't have to have that at a, at a, uh, a, show, at, right. at a gun show. Why uh, the different rules? Uh, yeah, why? That makes why? Sense. Yeah. why? It's, it's nonsensical. Well, the reason, Farley, is because people make money off of this, and they make so much money off of it that they sell, that they, they donate this to the people that make the rules. It's all corrupt. It's crazy. So I don't really want to address the NRA. I don't want I don't think that they need to be part of the conversation anymore because for too many years they have tried to influence uh, legislation in one direction and the direction is for manufacturers of guns profits at the expense of children's lives and they always come with us with with arguments about why we can't do anything and they always come with arguments why it's everybody else's fault and I will say that that uh, um, you know, they, they asked the question about, are assault rifles protected by the Second Amendment? And the woman who, who's the spokesperson for the NRA, and then later uh, the guy who's ahead of the NRA, they, they both come out and say that there were assault rifles in the 1700s when this, when this amendment was written. It's so stupid. Like, challenge them. People, people if, if you have the chance, challenge them and ask them to tell you how many people were using those assault rifles? Who had those assault rifles? And how many people had to operate those assault rifles? How many of them were in production? How many of them were able to go into the town square and open fire on everybody? The answer is none. It wasn't realistic. The technology wasn't there. So the Second Amendment does not specifically defend assault rifles like they're saying. So I also want to talk about one of the other arguments, which... I don't want to get political, but I just cannot believe that Donald Trump came out and said, uh, let's arm the teachers, that that's the solution to this. More guns is not the answer. Uh, first of all, if teachers wanted to be soldiers, they should have joined the Army. Second of all, a teacher with firearms is not going to stop anyone with an assault rifle. Like, an assault rifle is designed to kill people quickly and in mass quantities. Third... When you're a first responder arriving on the scene of a school shooting and you see an adult in the school with a gun drawn, what are you going to do? Shoot that person. Yes. You're going to add another victim to the list. Uh, real life examples. On November 5th, 2017, a Texas gunman kills 25 people and an unborn child in a Texas church. There were several armed citizens in the church that morning, and he still killed 25 people and an unborn child. We had more guns, and he still killed 25 people. More guns doesn't solve the problem. 
uh, Columbine High School. They had a armed guard, and they they went in and killed uh, sixteen people, seventeen people. Uh, we're just learning now that there was a a uh, armed police officer outside yeah. the high school outside Douglas High School yeah. who did not go into the school. Right. Do I blame this individual? No. Because how can you how can how do you know how somebody's going to respond in that situation? Like it takes years of training and you talk to anybody who's ever served in combat. It's scary at first. They'll tell you it's scary, right? So you're going to ask teachers to do this? No, it's, it's so stupid. The answer is not adding more guns. We have examples. There, there were arm, armed people in Las Vegas. There were armed guards at the Orlando nightclub, which was the second or third. Uh, those, are, those are the first and the third deadliest gun shootings in America. And they had armed guards at those, at those buildings, on the scene, in those buildings. And it's the first and third deadliest gun uh, violence in America. It doesn't prevent people from killing a bunch of people very quickly. You have to get rid of the assault rifles. Farley, I know you had some questions yeah, on so, this. I, yeah. I tried to I tried to answer some of them as we went along. I think you broke it down very well. Any uh, any questions on anything that yes, we've said so, so far? I I uh, appreciate the way you uh, articulated the message. I understand where you're coming from. I agree with most everything. Um, another question I hear is that you know, it's not the guns that are killing people. It's not the innate objects that are killing people. It's the people and their, um, the, the question of their mental health always comes up. Right. And, you know, that's a, you, you mentioned health care. It's not a health care issue. A lot of people say, well, like, if we address the mental health of these, these uh, spree killers. The shooters, yeah. Then, then this stuff wouldn't happen. All right, so I mean, basically, what I wanted to say about the the healthcare, I, that was I, I said that not as a prepared statement, but uh, basically, what I was saying is that that our Congress for twenty years is not moving, not doing anything, taking zero action on on solving this issue, and what I'm saying is they really need to prioritize it. It's enough is enough. They, so. They, they prioritize other things. So th- that's, that's what I meant by that. Uh, I didn't mean to say that there are no other important issues or anything like that. And just, it just boggles my mind that they do nothing for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that mental health is an issue that needs to be addressed. It's not the solution. And anybody who says that it's people that are killing other people, not the guns, that's wrong. Because the guns, these specific assault rifles, kill so many people so quickly. You, you put so many bullets in the magazine and fire them off at such a high velocity very quickly that they are capable of killing a bunch of people. And I think that we ha- there are two problems here. One is weapons that allow a deranged person to kill a lot of people very quickly and two that deranged people are able to get access to guns Mm -hmm. so while i think that we need to have a ban on assault weapons that needs to be done because those are the things that are causing these these huge uh killing sprees 
but we still need to do other things. We still need to address uh, mental health issues. We need to identify these people. They, anybody with a mental health issue obviously should not own a gun ever. Uh, not only are they a danger to other people, they're a danger to themselves. And, you know, we want to do what we can to prevent anybody being hurt. Um, there's arguments I hear that, well, if they had a knife, they could still do damage. That's, that's, people need to stop saying that. Because, yes, you can, you're not going to kill 17 people if you have a knife, with a knife attack. You're not going to do it. And again, why wouldn't you try to make it harder? Why wouldn't you take steps Right, and I think that's, yeah, I mean, mental health is so hard to fix. Like, this seems like an easier There's a There's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. And a lot of people throw out ideas like, well, we need to do this. No, we need to do this. No, we need to do this. The truth is, maybe we need to do a collection of all of these things. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm in favor of some of the things that have been talked about that that Rubio said that they're probably going to solve on Monday morning. They're going to raise the the, uh, law from 18 to 21. I'm in favor of that. Uh, They're going to ban bump stocks. Well, it's about time. I'm in favor of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, I, f- I forget what, what one of the other things are going to do. I'm in favor of... Limiting the amount of ammo you can buy. I'm in favor of these kind of things. Like, But I, these are not... It's not just a, a one-step solution. So if they can come to a consensus on Monday morning when they reconvene and they can say, these are five things that everybody agrees to, great, put it into law and then keep discussing. Mm-hmm. And... They may solve one portion of it right now, and then they have to come, okay, let's, let's tackle the mental health part of it. Let's tackle the manufacturing part. Let's tackle the, the power and influence that the NRA has over our Congress. There's so many different avenues of this that they could explore that, that it's a complicated issue. But the simplest, simple thing that, that, that is very easy for them to do, ban assault rifles. You can't have them. Make a list of, of legal weapons. If, if the weapon is not on that list, then the government will give you one year to buy it back. And if you sell it to the government, you'll be reasonably compensated for that weapon. Uh, and if you don't sell it back and you own it, you go to jail. It's, it's against the law to own that guns after that time period is end. It's not crazy. There have been gun buybacks in other countries and other places. And that's, that's another point that I want to make. When everybody says, well, you, really, you can't do anything. It's, it's just the way it is. That's the way it is here in the United States. Other countries don't have this problem. So we don't actually have to reinvent the wheel. We don't actually have to uh, solve this problem from scratch. There's so many examples of functioning societies, functioning governments in this world that don't have this problem. Let's ask for help. So what do you think is going to happen? Is this fine? I mean, I'm going to I'm going to be the president. (laughs) I'm going to be the president in 2020. uh, And when I go when when I am president in 2020, there's going to be high turnover in 2018 in the 2018 election because young people are getting involved Mm -hmm. and they're not going to stand for the old guard. And quite frankly, there's there's a lot of. you know, my, the whole thing that I said when I started Docs 2020, I said, if everybody who doesn't vote in this country just votes for me, I'll win. Less than 50% of the people in the country vote. 
what you're seeing right now is you're seeing a movement where a lot of uh, apathetic voters are getting involved. Young people, people f- uh, from low-income areas, people who are, who, who are saying, well, enough is enough. This old guard has gone too far. We're going to vote different people in. And I think it's going to be gradual. I don't think that that Monday morning everything is going to change about gun control in this country. And it might not even change, quite frankly, in just state of Florida. But I think we're seeing a movement of people trying to impact change in a way that we haven't, I'd say, in the past 20 years. So I think that there is going to be changes that happen over the next decade in in a lot of our laws. And I think a lot of it's going to come from our youth who are, like Doc said, sick of the old guard. The country is changing, yeah. and whether the people who are in power now want to admit it or not, the youth, I don't think, agree with everything that they've put forth as laws. And the Constitution was never meant to be a set-it-and-forget-it thing. It right. was meant to be a living, breathing document that changed with the country. And the country is changing, so it's time to make some amendments. So how can they make change? Everybody agrees to what you're saying if everybody agrees to what if you're saying. If everybody agrees? Yeah. How, how do you actually make change? Well, the, I mean, there's, there's two different things that I talked about. And the first one was changing an amendment to the Constitution. I, I'm not saying that that's necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it is, then three-fourths of the states have to – the legislatures from three-fourths of the states in the United States – uh, have to ratify it, okay, and and then they present it to Congress. Um, so that and that that would be awfully difficult to to have happen, but but uh, that's how the amendments go in, um, and that's kind of the the governing document of the United States. But we also have a lot of legislation, so the the simple solution is for Congress at a federal level to start passing laws mm-hmm. and they, they can write the laws. They're the lawmakers. What does the federal level mean? What do you mean? It's it's a federal law is something that governs the entire country okay. that, that all of the entire country has to uh, abide by. And then you have your own state legislatures with your state laws. So when you talk about like Florida doesn't have an income tax, but Virginia has a very high Got income it. tax. Mm-hmm. Those are those are state laws. But this there's there is not a quick and dirty solution. Mm-mm. But the next step, the the thing that makes progress that that will mark progress is if on Monday morning our House of Representatives and our US Senate start writing laws and voting on laws and raising their hands and saying, "Let's make this happen." And they, they can take the first steps, and they can, they can tackle the low-hanging fruit. The low-hanging fruit being banning bump stocks, which I think they're going to do on Monday. If they don't do that on Monday, we need to be very, very concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, I know that they're going to discuss the age limit. Uh, if, and these are, these are, they can pass legislation already in one day and, and put it out there and get it approved and start this long journey without having to go into the overcomplicated things. And then they need to continue to work on it and they need to keep checking in and they need to write legislature that, that, that closes all these loopholes or like I designed, write a whole different bill and overturn the old bill and, and release one that's, that's not complicated 
that that doesn't allow for so many loopholes. So that would be done at the federal level. And then on the state level, every state has the the um, opportunity to also pass their own gun laws. And you'll see that there's a lot of statistics out there that show that uh, I think I saw a compare and contrast between gun violence in Missouri and Connecticut when, you know, when they went from a, I think in Missouri, they went from a uh, restrictive to a less restrictive gun control. And then you saw gun violence go up. And in Connecticut, at the same time, you had the exact opposite where they had more restrictive gun control laws at the state level. And then you saw uh, a decrease in gun violence. And there's statistics out there that, that, uh, that, that show these kind of things. But each state has its own individual uh, legislation, and, and, and they can also make their laws. And you'll notice that uh, today, on, on the day we're recording, Florida just raised their uh, age limit for, for owning guns from 18 to 21. So they took care of that a week too late, and they, they missed the first vote. But, but they got that done. So the states, the individual states, can also uh, influence change. Uh, Docs, you forgot about an argument that people still bring up a lot. What's that? That if you ban assault rifles, people will still find a way to get them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't like that argument at all. And I, I feel like uh, if you are trying to get guns illegally, um, my feeling, my opinion, that if you're, if you're trying to get guns illegally uh you're gonna get caught if if like if you're an 18 year old kid like this and you want to go shoot up a school when you go to the back channels to try to get an illegal gun i i just i just don't see that i don't think that it's going to be just as easy to get a gun as you can at a gun show or at a gun at a, at a store and if it is let's find out well and I, and I think that you can frame it in the argument of of alcohol alcohol is still illegal for kids under 18 to buy right and so we still made that law even though kids under 18 still find a way to get alcohol but it's that much harder for them it makes it harder yeah i think that that's just not the right reason not to ban something i mean that this whole argument that well we can't do it we can't can't do anything because it's not gonna work yeah we know that nothing doesn't work so we gotta do something exactly